someone to share the journey with, right? You're both just kind of like, dude, figuring it out. Sometimes it's rough to enter into a group, you know, it can be intimidating. You're like, oh man, these guys just look smooth as butter. And I'm like a total noob and I feel out of place where me and you could really just give a shit, right? We're just happy to see some other people yeah. and happy you're out so we could help you have a good experience, right? Hey everyone, real quick before we jump into the episode, we're still taking questions for episode 10, which is the listeners questions episode, and we wanted to make it super easy for you to send your questions in. So we created a new page uh, at NFR Cycling to go ahead and collect those questions. Uh, just head over to nfrcycling.com ask, and you'll have a super simple form just to shoot your question into you and, and get it fired off to us. So again, that's nfrcycling.com ask. We really appreciate all the questions you've sent in already and are looking forward to uh, some more. So thanks again, and uh, now back to uh, today's show. Welcome back, listeners, to episode seven. That's right, seven of, uh, of NFR Cycling, the NFRcycling.com podcast. Uh, I'm here with you today. Uh, it's Eric, for those of you... Uh, that haven't heard my name enough recently. And we've got, of course, Rob hanging out with us today as well. What's happening? So in this episode, we wanted to talk about some things that I think are are moving forward with um, some of the um, the situations we've had uh, with COVID and just the, the increased amount of people that are out there on bikes uh, and the amount of people that are out there on bikes that maybe don't know how to start using their bikes to... Uh, achieve maybe the fitness goals they were doing uh, inside the gym or doing it another way. Uh, so we figured it'd be a good time to step in and, and talk about how to convert or, or change over what you're doing or what you were doing in the gym to something you can do on the bike to kind of keep maintaining your your fitness goals or, or whatever those goals you've got uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely some unprecedented times. Yeah, we were both talking before the podcast started and, and the amount of bike sales that are kind of uh, and, the, and the number of bike shop friends that we have where they're just selling like hotcakes is pretty incredible. I mean, for me, I, I love it. Like more people on bikes is amazing. Um, so that's great. Yeah, it is crazy. You know, I got a family member, a cousin that owns a shop and uh, yeah, he's sold his entire inventory three times over. And as I was finally having the opportunity to take my bike down to get a little bit of service, which was only really being offered to the team guys pre-opening hours. Uh, I got a chance to just hang and wrap with a couple people out there that were just, yeah, buying bikes for their family and figuring it out. And so that was just, it was cool. It's cool to see new people on bikes. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. There's a lot more of us out there now, which that's that's a good thing. Yeah. So a lot more of us means a lot more beginners. Um, yes. And beginner doesn't have to mean uh, that you're six on training wheels. It can mean that you're uh, a super fit CrossFit person that has yeah. never really used a bike to, to do right. what you want to do. Uh, so this this episode is, is, is for you and to get you started uh, using that bike as a tool um, towards fitness goals or, or whatever else you've got going. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you've picked up a bike. What's some of the first stuff uh, that you need to talk about or think about uh, to, to keep things moving? I think that first thing, uh, you know, is always, you know, I, I, it's purpose. Why? Why are 
you know, so obviously right now we're just going to say, okay, hey, man, it's movement restriction, COVID pandemic. You cannot get to your gym of choice, your personal trainer, your group training facilities or whatever it is that you typically do. Um, so are you looking to maintain a certain level of fitness? Are you looking to, uh, you know, start something new? What is it you're looking to do? Uh, and you're hoping that this bike will help you with, you know, and for some people, it's just somebody like, dude, I'm just trying to keep from going out of my mind, you yeah, know, for sure. Like to, and, to, to get outside and to, to, yeah. to be outside and not right. walk in the house anymore. Yeah. Just a mental, right? right. So you're going to have some physical, uh, goals. Some people are just having a, it's a mental welfare, just like, dude, I'm going freaking bonkers, man. So step one is why, why, why are, you know, you picking up this bike? Uh, because then, then, then we could start to clarify, okay, you know, what is it you're looking to do? And then we can kind of start to steer it towards, hey, is it more of a physical thing? Or dude, I just, I'm like just trying to plug back in and I need a mental recharge. Right. Right. And I'll, 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 I'll do a, a little self plug here. If you want to think more about purpose and the why we did a podcast episode on that earlier, go into iTunes, check out those episodes and, and, and we'll help you work on defining your why there. Um, so once you've got your why, um, there's there's some work or something to be done around your skill level on a bike. Like what if, where are you in terms of um, how comfortable you are on the bike? Um, do you, are you in a place where you can ride on open roads? Um, do you have to drive somewhere to, to use that bike? There are things to think about there. And then depending on how you do that, there are lessons that we've both learned for sure um, that we can help people with. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to throw it into a little framework that's pretty helpful, you know, always it's safety first, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to end up doing something or in a place here <laughs> where it's dangerous and you're going to get hurt, right? So mm -hmm. both me and you and I think all cyclists in, in in general want to just see more cyclists and people stoked on riding so first off is just safety right so you're wanting to what comes along with that is assessing your abilities so how fit are you you know like you said are you that crossfit guy but you're just looking for some bike tuning skill or are you someone just right off of the couch that's just like looking for the mental uh recharge uh how familiar are you with the bike with areas around you so it's just kind of some self-assessment stuff. How, how capable would you be of just riding out on your own, um, you know, skill-wise? And then mm -hmm. in regard to equipment, it's I got a helmet to protect my control unit. I got some glasses to keep bugs out of my eyes, gloves to protect my hands if I do fall. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the basic safety that way. So I like to always think about it. Start that way. Make sure the safety components first are covered. You know, so you're you're bike right the brakes work all that stuff if you're just pulling something off of the freaking rafters in your garage you know you go through it have someone go through it before you decide to take it up to the top of a mountain and just get yourself downhill so safety first and that's going to be all those little components for skill and for equipment for ability yeah so on the on the safety tip just to kind of go over that um that equipment checklist that you brought up a good point in terms of just the bike being safe itself um, which if you've just bought the bike and you got it from a bike shop, it's you've probably got that box checked. But as you said, if you haven't, uh, if you're just pulling your bike down from the rafters, get someone to, to look at it, make sure that's safe. Then you've got kind of your your bare minimum in terms of safety equipment, which uh, helmet, gloves, uh, glasses are, are, while they're cool looking, 
uh, are also a, a piece of safety gear for things going in your eye or whichever. So you need to consider that as well. Um, at least that would be that would kind of be my bare minimum. I want my helmet. I want my gloves. I want my glasses. If we've got that, I think you're pretty good. And then some of that other stuff that it could be safety or could be comfort a little bit. Um, water bottles, water, hydration on the bike, how that works. Yeah, and then I'll tie that into kind of planning, you know, as we look at the whole gotcha. thing. But before we jump out of that, and it's yep. a very common thing for people to say, well, I'm not really riding that far. I'm not doing anything hardcore competitive, so I don't really need that helmet. Uh, so I just like to say some of the worst crashes I've ever had have been in non-competitive situations, super low speed. Like I'm talking a few miles an hour, just not paying attention. Yep. I've cracked a couple of helmets over the years, which if I wasn't wearing the, the helmet, you know, and I, and that was cracked. Yeah. The, yeah. my skull would have been cracked. So please do not talk yourself out of a helmet. So yeah. just, no, I can, I can echo that. I've, I firmly believe that at least, um, a half a dozen crashes, I would not be here, uh, right. without a helmet. And of those half a dozen crashes, maybe one or two were from racing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So on that safety thing and then for comfort, like you talked about, that's probably step two. So you cover safety next, you go to comfort because again, you know, as a coach, fellow cyclist, like I want you to have a good time. I want you to keep doing this. So I want you to be as comfortable as possible because that means you'll come back again. So comfort again, some of the items are kind of the same. So a comfortable helmet, right? Uh, gloves that fit well. Um, you know, what type of shorts are you wearing? the shoes you're wearing as you're riding and then making sure that your bike uh, fits you generally well. You don't need to go out and get like an immediate bike fit and we'll have for sure stuff on that and you know how impactful bike fit is for squeezing out every last watt to go faster but this isn't about that. It's just being sure that you're just comfortable on the bike because it shouldn't hurt just to pedal. So if the front back sides of your knees are feeling kind of weird or your shoes or your hands or your neck, it's like have someone just take a quick look, uh, you know, and that's, that's another, it, it almost goes, you know, with the safety thing too. So you're fit on your bike relatively well in a kind of neutral, non-painful position. You're not looking to just, you know, go right out the gate like a bat out of hell. It's like, right. Just try, kind of start neutral. So comfort is, is number two for sure. So you, you said as comfortable as possible. And one of the things I want to kind of dive into here on this is uh, is bike seats. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to get your, your take on this because um, bike seats are not what most people would call comfortable. Um, there is There is a level of getting used to sitting on a bike seat that is that is not comfortable. Um, <laughs> and I think, I don't know if everyone gets the idea of, of what that's really supposed to feel like when it's quote unquote comfortable on a bike seat. Um, cause I've gotten a lot of input from new riders where it's like, man, I just like the bikes. I, I cannot, my butt doesn't feel good. And it's like, eh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Neither does mine after three hours. Right. So there's, there's, there's something about like, understanding where that fine line is between I've got, I've, I'm sitting on something that sucks and I'm, I'm developing, uh, the, uh, I don't know if it's muscles, but I'm developing, uh, what needs to be developed to get used to sitting on a bike seat to be as quote unquote comfortable as possible. So what are, what are your, 
What are your thoughts? On, I've, I've got my own, but what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, it's definitely with basically every everything that's got to do with a bike, there is a certain level of adaptation that's got to occur uh for us to progress into just yeah total comfort and then ultimately performance and how long we could do all that stuff and remain comfortable and perform right so yeah you're gonna expect some level of discomfort just as it would be in the gym you know if you're gonna start doing some bench presses some deadlifts whatever dude that stuff kind of sucks immediately and within one to two weeks you're adapted you know, and your body can, you know, then really kind of start to progress. So this is going to kind of be the same thing. So um, your your seat and once you go through being adapted to a seat that's fitting properly, it should be relatively comfortable and it shouldn't matter whether it is three, four, six hours in the saddle. It shouldn't be painful or it shouldn't feel like uh, what my old buddy uh, used to call an ass hatchet. So I said, dude, I completely, if you're sitting on something that you're calling an ass hatchet, like you're on the wrong saddle, man. It shouldn't right. be that painful, right? So your body is supported on the bike seat by what they call the ischium or the sit bone. So, mm -hmm. you know, take a quick minute just to Google ischium. You'll see a skeleton. They're two little U-shaped bones. And that's essentially what is supporting your upper body weight as you sit on the bike. Um, you know, common, uh, or, uh, you know, for the novices and people that don't know, they think of bike seats almost like sofas or generals chairs, which is the cushier, the better. And that's actually bad advice because the ischium is what supports that body. Yep. Uh, and then what's happening is all that soft tissue, um, for both men and women, reproductive organs right there, the urethra is running through. You know, if you're on something that is too squishy, too comfortable, what's happening is that ischium is pushing into that gel foam covered seat and all that foam is pushing up into the soft bits and it is uh, keeping oxygenated fresh blood from getting, you know, to the genitalia. So that's important. Um, so that adaptation thing of finding a very decent saddle uh, to allow and then allowing that process, which means some shorter rides, easier, just, you know, right. you're just getting used to it, man. There's biomechanics is a big deal, right? Your body and the bike biomechanics, it's, it's a little bit of work to get it all to happen, but a comfortable flat, you know, uh, mid cushioned level seat doesn't have to be a race saddle, which is extreme. Right. Or the ginormous tractor saddle with the with the gel pad, and you're like, what the hell? That's actually a freaking that looks like a John Deere saddle, you know? Yeah. Not that either. No, I'm I'm glad you touched on the 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 padding because I think that's what like that's that's the that's the mm -hmm. thing that most people reach for. Like they they go on a bike ride, their butt's a little uncomfortable. It's like ah, I need more padding. I need to I need to add more stuff. And that's actually not what like that's that's the opposite of what you should do. And it's hard to mm -hmm. get people to understand mm -hmm. that you know the more padding you put in there, the more you kind of squish up into areas that you shouldn't squish up into. Um, right. True, true. So here's a good thing just I think kind of to expect or a couple tips is you could sit on a relatively firm uh, cushion and just kind of put your hands under those sit bones and you'll feel those little ischium, those little bones kind of just above like the hamstrings, right below the glutes there. Um, that's about where the width of the flattest part of that saddle should be. 
And though that is the part where if you're going to feel uncomfortable, it's that that's going to be uncomfortable because right. you're not used to sitting on things just supported by the issue. And we normally sit on office chairs, sofas. They're, they're supporting your lower legs, your lower back, your butt. Like, so they, it's a way more diffuse area. And on a bike, you're basically trying to support it all on those little ischium there. So like I said, 10 days or so, it's, it shouldn't be excruciating pain. It shouldn't feel like you came off of an ass hatchet. Right. Uh, but it should just be feel moderately sore, just like if you were doing deadlifts, pull-ups, bench presses for the first time in a long time. It's going to be a little uncomfortable for a bit. It'll get progressively better relatively quickly. Yeah. And if you go into a bike shop, uh, typically they'll have these these things that you can sit on um, mm-hmm. that, uh, that like once you sit on them for a second, uh, you sit up and you it's got a, a scale of width on it and it'll help direct you towards the the right width saddle if, if that's what you need to do so there's there's some help at a bike shop you can get yeah, to for sure yeah that shows the uh, width of your issue in there yeah yep um, so another thing we had uh, that's that's it's, um, especially with a lot of new people on bikes lately there's been some goofy stuff um, being said on Twitter about seat height and and people adjusting seat height and I, I was trying to think of a good way um, that wasn't super technical to help newer people understand, um, what an appropriate ish seat height would be for them. Um, and I don't think I've got a great way to say it. So maybe you do, <laughs> uh, but if, if not, we can work through this together. Yeah. Yeah. So again, so I'm a big fan of the middle road, meaning go with what's neutral first, especially when you're starting and you're beginning something. It's hard to tell. I'm a bigger fan of starting in the middle than I am to one extreme or another. If the saddle is too low, it would be causing some pain to the front of the knee or strain. If it's too high, you're going to get some pain to the back of the knee. So basically when sitting on that bike and and I'd recommend just, hey, you know, if, if you need a little shakedown ride, take out your helmet so you can make sure that it's buckled on appropriately. You got the gloves you're going to wear. You're going to wear the shoes and the shorts you're going to wear and your bike riding position should be pretty just kind of neutral feeling. You shouldn't feel too much weight on your hands. You shouldn't feel too much weight on the butt. Any, You're kind of looking to balance it between the butt and the hands. And so that's what that saddle height will help you do. And you're looking for that spot. Again, it's going to feel in the beginning a little odd. But uh, you're looking for the most neutral. So if you feel super duper heavy, you know, it might be either that seat's too high or, you know, you may be sitting back a little more. So neutral is what I like to balance between both the butt and the hands, you know, not uh, too heavy on, on one or the other. Yeah. And you shouldn't you shouldn't be having to. Um, at the bottom of your pedal stroke, you shouldn't be having to to stretch or rock your hip no. over to finish that pedal stroke. And at the same time, um, you shouldn't be pedaling like a frog either. So there's there's somewhere <laughs> there's somewhere in the middle that you're gonna do you're gonna do fine with. So you may need to experiment that uh, with that. Uh, so again, I'm, then right, I'm gonna lean into the safety bit because if you happen to be on a mountain bike or a road bike where you live on top of a hill and it feels good when you're flat, and then when you're coming downhill, you're like, God damn, I am too high. In that instance, so again, start in the middle and, and gradually. So here's another tip. You're taking those rides. You're checking things out. Have some tools available to make small adjustments mm. to your saddle. Uh, because once we get you to the first 
neutral spot where you're like, I feel no pain. This is where you should be riding for the first one to two weeks, you know? So the first, we'll call it your three to eight rides to just very neutral position. So you're comfortable turning, shifting, going uphill, downhill, you know, pedaling fast, pedaling slow. Uh, and then once you get kind of comfortable and you're building some muscle memory, you should be cruising around with a little pocket Allen wrench, um, you know, something foldable. You don't want a jagged freaking piece of metal <laughs> in your pocket. You know, something happens, you go down uh, and you mark your bike as well. Right. You're, you could mark with some electrical tape or some colored cloth tape, something that's easy to see it remove, replace. Where's your saddle height? Where's the saddle? You know, where are your bars? Then you can make an adjustment, you know, one way or the other in regard to that mark. And then you'll actually know, are you going in a better or a worse place? And you're just changing one thing at a time. Right. So just to, to clear, to be clear on that, you're talking about once, once you've got a, once you've set it to where you think it is, mark that with a piece of tape or whichever. Yes. Right. So, so you know where you were when you want to, if, if you decide you want to change it. So you've got a baseline basically. Yeah. 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 So, but the interesting part about tools is once you've got all that stuff set up and you're good to go, um, you're probably still going to need to take those tools. Yeah. Right. So that goes in regard to safety. Um, and then I think as we'll start to transition here, I think the third part for folks transitioning into a bike again, after you've covered safety comfort, then it's all about planning. Right. So these first couple of weeks are your what what is the goal of the ride each ride should have a purpose you know and we don't need to get super crazy here but you know first two weeks is going to be hey man i want to get my seat height right i want to figure out what's most comfortable do i need to you know adjust where my levers are is my helmet comfortable do i want to try a different uh set of shorts or shoes uh, and then, like I said, it's going to take roughly, you know, that, that first two weeks worth of riding and you're going to be pretty good. You know, you'll be gotten over the most initial soreness. You'll have a general kind of setup, some general clothes and things you like to wear. And then you can start planning. Where do you want to go? So you'll kind of know your abilities, the capability of the equipment so that you can kind of set yourself to have a, a good, set yourself up for a good experience on the bike, knowing how long does it take. There's plenty of reviews, directions to trails, to trail heads, uh, you know, so that you can kind of measure up to see, does your capacity kind of meet the demands of the place that you're planning to go? Mm. So that, you know, you should far out, out exceed that in the beginning. You're not looking to like uh, test it out and see, you know, can you escape alive? <laughs> it's uh, you definitely want to err again on, in the beginning, especially on the side of it's safety, safety, safety first. And then you can slowly start to step out of that and build your, you know, your skills, your in that comfort level. Yeah. And, and within that planning is your is your kind of growing into understanding the bike and, and being one with that part of equipment, for right. lack of a better phrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, a thing that, that you probably need to take on is um, learning how to either change a tube or um, change a flat when you're when you're on the road or wherever you are, right? Like, don't uh, <clears throat> don't get stuck out in the middle of nowhere. So you need right. to have the, you need to have the 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 extra equipment as part of the planning. You need to have the tools. And you need to have the knowledge to be able to do that. Yeah. So uh, 
you know, I love the thing for planning for success, right? But, it, but uh, as a firefighter, you know, we also plan for failure. Um, a mentor of mine was kind of the first guy to start to bring this kind of way of thinking. They thought he was crazy for it, but uh, ended up to be a great thing, you know, firefighter survival. So in the same light, it's like you're planning for some type of failure, right? So if you get a flat tire, do you have everything you need? You know, if you're going to go on a long ride, you got enough water, you got enough food, you know, if it's going to be hot, you got some electrolytes. So all those things we're planning for, you know, to make sure that you, you realize you don't get to somewhere and then you're like, well, I'm screwed. No tool, no food, no whatever. So kind of plan for that stuff. And, and sometimes it's helpful to you to wrap to people that maybe have a little bit of experience. You know, uh, there's definitely enough uh, instructional tutorials for that for, you know, the steps for, or, you know, changing a bike tire. That would be something you'd want to be familiar with before you before you get out or at least know where you're going. You have a cell signal. So, you know, that you could pull up a video of how to change a bike tire. Uh, yeah. And another thing to do, again, you can, you can lean on your local bike shop a little bit. Yeah. If you go in there and ask right. them, you know, how would I do this on the trail? Yes. They'll probably be pretty good at showing you how to do that. And you know, you need right. to buy some tubes anyway. So yeah, while yeah. you're there. Right. Yeah. So that's a, So here's another thing with the crazy, crazy, uh, I was sitting in the shop as they're wrenching and people are coming in and out and buying and it's like insane, man. So there were folks coming in just for kits, right? And they were giving them just some basic advice on, okay, you need, these are tire levers. Do you have a pump? Do you, you know, there's different ways to get that tube filled with air. So again, just planning on uh, some of the failures that you can expect, you know, not by any means life-threatening, but hey, flat tires, you know, how do you, how do you manage that? You know, it's funny as we as we continue to go through and, and talk about this and we're, you know, 25 or so minutes into it, um, I can understand how a lot of people see this as, as daunting in terms mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. of trying to um, of trying to figure out how to do this. I mean, we've got um, you and I and, and, a, and a probably a large um, component of our listeners where this stuff has just become second nature. Yeah. Um, so all I'll say is that if this sounds uh, a little overwhelming, just take it one bite at a time. It's all mm -hmm. worth it in the end. You don't have to be great at it all at once. Um, it's just, it's, there are just little steps that you can take to, to make this um, as fun as it's supposed to be and not, not overwhelming. And lean on, um, lean on the cycling community. And if, 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 if that's um, if that touch point is through something like this podcast or if it's your local bike shop or if you've got a buddy that's been doing it um, just just make sure that you've got uh, someone there that, that you can reach out to I think just to, to help calm the fears that might be there <laughs> right and then here's something like you kind of touched about something that's new for us right reach out to us and hit us up man we've got Damn, what? I don't know. Well over 50 years of cycling experience combined on road, on mountain, on cyclocross bikes. We've made damn near all the mistakes beginners make between the two of us. And we're both, right? Like that, like, dude, I just want you to just have a good experience, man. Because, right, like, we just want to see other people out there doing it, man. So, yeah, yeah. reach out, man. That's why we're doing this, right? To help. 
Yeah, it's I, like I said, I, I can understand how even just through this, it, it feels yeah. daunting. But it, yeah, it's yeah. Um, if, you, if you break it down into small steps, you'll you'll be OK. Yeah. Yeah. Safety, comfort planning, man. Little framework there. It's pretty yeah, easy and, to follow. And even if the planning is, I think you even mentioned it. If you're planning for a flat tire, as you're calling a friend, hey, you yeah. planned and you're bam. Good. Right there, you go, man. So yeah. there, you, yeah. yeah. For some people, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so that touches um, the components of safety and comfort and, and planning. So let's say that we've we've got our bike, we've gone through some of those steps. Uh, it, it's fitting okay. We've got we know what we're gonna do if we get a flat tire. What? How do I translate that? into um my workouts so i was doing workouts you know n number of days with with a specific goal or whichever before now i've got the bike how do i translate what i was doing before into my bike work so i would say just to keep it super simple uh you know if you're for example the crossfit guy or girl coming from this or you know indoor rock climbing gym something like that however many days you were training previously per week you don't want to exceed that on the bike. And if anything, in the beginning, you probably want to take about half that volume because when you're learning to ride a bike, um, it, it really just takes it out of the entire body. Central nervous system's got to respond. You're super herky-jerky feeling in the beginning, just like any kind of movement. Um, and so there's a lot of uh, recuperation that needs to happen. So I'm a big fan of making sure that you know, you're going to come back faster, feeling better by taking more risk rest. Whereas some folks are trying to like, go, 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 go. I'll rest on the eighth day or the 14th day, or then I got sick. I'm going to rest. Don't go that route. So, you know, rest a little before you even think you need to rest. It's going to be that much more enjoyable. So in general, general amount of days that you came from weekly, you don't want to exceed that plan to go from 50 to 75% of that in the beginning if you haven't been on the bike in a long time to allow for that adaptation to take place because you're going to be sore in some weird places your feet your hands your butt different things allow all that stuff to kind of uh, get acclimated so that would be the general kind of volume and then for the training intensity how hard Again, just kind of start in the middle, you know, take it easy first. You don't need to be going faster than you can safely handle your bike. Give it that first couple of weeks and then you'll find bit by bit, especially if you're riding on regular routes. I'm a big fan of that. You can kind of measure improvements in your ability, in your fitness, you know, so that you can push yourself a little bit harder each and every time. Yeah, a way to translate that, I think, is when you're when you're learning a new movement in the gym, when you're first learning how to deadlift, like... There's, there's so much of, of the of the movement and skill that you need to like get in there correctly yeah. before you go hard on it. It's the same thing with um, with I think getting into the cycling. You you got to get used to pedaling and balancing and, and doing all those things. So don't uh, don't think it's going to be one to one exactly like you're saying, right? Like give yourself um, a, a fifty or seventy five percent effort there to give the rest of space to to figure out the movement and the balance and understanding all of that. Yeah, for sure. And the older we are, right? I'll be 51 in June, so I don't recover as fast. And when I learn new things, it does take a bit longer. So younger peeps out there will be able to recover and bounce back faster. The older we get, the longer it takes to fully recover. And again, it fits within this framework of the safety piece, right? Because you don't want to get injured. What's, what's the purpose of that? 
you know, so you're building the adaptation so that you could be more comfortable, so that you can plan on accomplishing whatever it is, that purpose that you had for grabbing this bike, mm -hmm. you know. All right. And then I think again on the um on the on the kind of skills and um movement, mm -hmm. like to, to relate it over to like movements again within the gym for different exercises, like you're 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 typically going to um in the beginning, maybe you're working with a trainer at the gym and he's kind of showing you how to do stuff and, and you're not like in the middle of the, the meathead floor doing this work. So <laughs> right. the same way that when you get on a bike, you're not going to immediately take the, the chairlift up to Snow Summit and, and barrel down yes. as fast as you can. There's there's probably some skills progression um, and areas where you can go and do that uh, to, to, to get started. For sure. So... The dirt will definitely riding on a mountain bike on a site, just riding in the dirt is going to present a lot more skill challenges than will riding on a road bike, mainly because of the variability of the traction dirt, different types of dirt will offer different types of traction, uh, which means that your body bike connection is going to move a lot more. So when you're on a road bike, just on like you're on your car on the street, you're not expecting those wheels to drift to the left, to the right, forward or back. And you're, if you're riding a bike in the dirt, you can expect that. So if you're not comfortable with that, that's another thing, uh, a, uh, like a skills progression I used when I came from 20 plus years on the road into the dirt was I, because it was so scary and it was so freaking new and I wasn't used to my tires squidging even like a quarter inch i used to just take a, a a broom handle like just a wooden dowel i would stand in front of the mirrored closet in the spare bedroom i would assume my riding position just like i was holding the bars kind of squat down just a little bit i'd weight my uh you know put the weight on my uh forefoot just a little just like i'd be pushing on some pedals and i would just simulate the process of turning of leaning so that I could see what my body looked like. I would do those things multiple times a day. So I was getting reps, reps, reps. Because again, it's a skill, right? Your brain doesn't know if you're sitting on the bike or not. It's just getting into this position. And then the next thing I did was to just ride. There was a, a park right by the house with a little baseball field with a tiny little pitcher's mound. And believe it or not, man, I used to ride over the pitcher's mound trying to get into good positions. You know, I could simulate for a couple pedal strokes up it and then a little, you know, as they call it, a, an aggressive attack position to go down. But it wasn't so big or so technical that I was ever afraid. Oh, I'm a big fan of you do not learn when you're afraid. So if you go up to some hill because you're trying to follow your buddies that are like, hey, Eric, no big deals, man. You'll be good. Just follow me. Uh, you're not going to learn good skill. You're going to learn how not to fall. And then you're going to do a lot of crazy stuff to keep the rubber side down and to keep from going over the bars and you'll create a lot of bad habits. So you don't want to learn when you're afraid. If you're afraid, you got to throttle back on the skill level. And uh, and it doesn't take that long, really. I used to do those things three, four times a day. The kids would walk in like, what are you doing, man? But riding a road bike, riding a mountain bike is way different. And I was trying to move through the skill thing, almost like we talked about the... Uh, the mental toughness thing, right? One of the one of the parts was like, okay, well, I don't want to be a total meathead, even though I am, but it's just like I don't want to break any bones, man. So let me let me get to this to a place where I've I've got the competency, you know, to ride safely. 
Yeah, and I, I think um, again, it's just it's it's super easy to try to take on too much um, mm-hmm. too early because you're you know maybe you've been you're you're a fit person you've been doing this stuff for a while like you know what to do in the gym you know your stuff um, it's just you know you've got to drop back into the beginner mindset again for a little bit and, and give yourself some space to, to learn and have fun. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. you get, I, I could, uh, you could go to a park and, um, play in the grass and the dirt and be having fun while you're learning how to do this in a, in a safe way. So, um, yeah, again, just kind of trying to, um, r- respect where you are in the process and have a good time while you're doing it. Right. And here's another bit. If you got somebody else, one of your friends, I see now there's multiple people I see on Facebook and uh, my son even, it was just yesterday, took his first ride and some years on his mountain bike with a buddy. So they, someone to share the journey with, right? You're both just kind of like, dude, figuring it out. Sometimes it's rough to enter into a group, you know, it can be intimidating. You're like, oh man, these guys just look smooth as butter. And I'm like a total noob and I feel out of place where me and you could really just give a shit, right? We're just happy to see some other people yeah. and happy you're out so we could help you have a good experience, right? But from the new perspective, it's definitely felt differently. Like everybody's watching them and, and is going to make fun. So if you can find somebody else to share the adventure with, man, you know, and then you both kind of, you know, encourage each other as you go through that process and share it. Yep, for sure. And if you don't have someone uh, to help with uh, kind of in person, especially within the uh, the social distancing stuff and things like that. Although there's a lot to read about how being outside and doing this is, is way safer than going to the grocery store nowadays. Um, <laughs> but you've got virtual communities, you know, um, yeah, NFR yeah. cycling is one we're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our website, uh, hit us up. We're happy to talk to you. And then uh, obviously there are other, uh, other avenues out there too. You've got your bike shops and things like that. So you've got a uh, community available to you to, to help support, uh, this transition, um, to everybody, getting on bikes that's it man i think that's one thing we find regardless of whatever type of bike you ride bike riders want to see more bike riders yes right dude like when you come back from a ride how was your ride what do you always say oh there's a lot of people out yeah it's always one of the first things right how did you feel and who was out there yeah it's always so even if you just yeah you give the nod give the wave you know like right on man there's a lot of people out there that was cool yeah for sure it's it's just it's good to hear about um more people getting on bikes um, again, that's why we wanted to do this episode for the beginners out there that are just getting started, uh, but you feel like you've got uh, some some knowledge for, for ammunition as you move forward and just uh, excited to see everybody uh, move their way to two wheels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for thanks for jumping on this one again. Um, I think we've got some some good stuff in there. I think there are some things we'll definitely dive deeper into later on in, in, in future episodes. So I'm excited to kind of set the stage for that later. Yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. That that this framework, uh, you know, it, it just continues. It just continues. So, yeah. yeah sweet. So uh, with some safety and some comfort and some planning, uh, until next time, keep doing the work. Right on. 